Cheers, Mama. Cheers, Daddy. Welcome back to GSL Uncut, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Unfortunately, Chip and Joanna Gaines could not make it this week. We had to postpone. We were hoping that that occurs next week. Yeah, they were just busy this week is all. It's all it was. Yeah. I promise you. Anyway, on this episode of the podcast, Melissa and I are going to be discussing Russell Brand, the controversy that's kind of surrounding him. We don't necessarily want to discuss the controversy per se, though. We are going to have a more open discussion about free speech and how that uh, is affected by these social media platforms right? like YouTube or whatever else it is that you might be watching or listening to us on currently. Also, what's the other thing you wanted to discuss? Um, I, I don't know. What else were we going to discuss? <laughs> Sorry. Divorce? <laughs> Divorce? Do you want? That's what you want to talk about? Well, you brought that's it up. This you is your this topic. To go? You're bringing this to the podcast table, Mama. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> it, it's not divorce per se. It's more after our trad wife talk last week. I kind of started seeing. I think because I was watching this these trad wife. Um, Did you find a new rabbit Instagram? hole? I found a new rabbit hole of like the anti trad wife of like the pro divorce crowd, and I just found it really interesting. Okay, so can't wait to dive into that one. All right, but before we discuss any of these topics, we actually had an incident that uh, we need to cover briefly that occurred okay. here on the property. How are you feeling? Oh, <laughs> I'm slightly humiliated and a little sore. Yeah. Physically, you're in some pain. Yeah, like hips, uh, all Buttocks. this whole area, like <laughs> like it starts here and then it, it goes to my feet. Head that, to toe. that area hurts. I'm sorry. Do you want to explain what happened? I fell off my horse. <laughs> well, but it wasn't my horse's fault per se. I'm going to blame this one on little Debbie, the devil pony. So we were calling her the wonder pony there for a while, but... Um, Debbie is an arena pony, which means she has never been out where everything scares her to death. So a lot of folks are wondering why we've only been riding in the round pen, which we don't. We ride the pasture and everything, but uh, we mostly film in the round pen because it's just easier to film in there. So that's what people see. But we have been riding the pasture and it's a little sketchy with her because she's afraid of birds and grass and wind and her shadow all the things and nothing today it was literally nothing she was scared of nothing this is a very scary place yes so we were riding we were at the end of our ride everything was fine we were getting ready to get off the horses so we walked them over to their shelter who's and, we um eli and i so all of a sudden eli's pony spun around and just took off i mean bolted out of nowhere and i was like hold on eli and they go running behind the shelter where i couldn't see him and i'm on lex and like trying to calm him down because mm -hmm. at this point lex is getting antsy right and i'm just like just hold on man and i was really hoping that they would pop out on the other end but debbie's little devil butt popped out and so not she Eli. ducked behind the loafing shed yes yeah, she did you think that she did this intentionally it yeah. was on purpose so she was concealed yep from view right this is yeah it's very horse-like behavior to to try to go where they're not seen to so do she, naughty things. she runs back behind the loafing shed mm -hmm. and emerges. Without her rider. Without Eli. Yeah. And so the loafing shed is a really narrow passage. It's a metal building and a steel building and T-post. So mm -hmm. it's not a good place to get thrown. Right. And she did throw him. And so I didn't hear any crying or calling out or anything like that. He was just silent. So I freaked out. I thought maybe he was knocked out or, you know, who knows? Mm -hmm. Mom brain just goes panic mode. Okay, here comes the funny part. No, it's not funny. <laughs> so I'm swinging myself off Lexan while yelling to Eli because I just wanted him to answer. Yeah. Like, are you okay? You know, and I'm like swinging off. 
I get one leg around, but I still had my foot in the stirrup. I scare Lex in. So Debbie comes running out. So he's like, huh? And then I'm like, like throwing myself off in panic. And then he's, it's basically like if you were standing on a ladder on one leg and someone grabbed the ladder and then just ripped it out from under this you. This is a spot on reenactment, by the way. Yeah. The, the, the sounds, the noises, everything. Oh, yeah. No, I'm a panicker. So <laughs> then I scare my own horse. So my horse jumps to the side, just out from underneath me. And I just fall flat on my face. Like, as I was, like, I didn't even catch myself. I didn't even try to land on my feet. I just went, like, belly flopped onto the pasture. The sound effects are, are what's, like, making this story right that now. That was, like, the life leaving my body. So I was outside getting a whole bunch of cleanup done when this is going on. I kind of hear the commotion. By the time I turn around, because I had my back to you guys, I see Melissa midair <laughs> smack the hard ground that we have here in our property, like a flapjack. Yeah. And then, like, relatively quickly bounce back and bounce up yeah to, to your credit check on my child but it was the most dis like ungraceful <laughs> dismount from a horse i've ever seen well it was a little hurried he decided to help me along by jumping out from underneath me okay so you make a uh, miraculous jump up you bounce up yeah you go check on eli <laughs> eli emerges from the backside of the loafing shed he's kind of dusting himself off he has a smile on his face because i think he felt like some sense of validation with being an actual cowboy since yeah. that is currently the thing if you guys watch us regularly you know that he eli goes has been, phases he has a number of phases currently that phase is like rodeo cowboy yeah so cowboy the fact that he got dumped off his tiny little pony was like a badge of honor for him he felt like a bronc rider he had dirt all over his face he yeah. fell right on his head you know like just um, but he was like, I'm fine, mom. You know, like he was just like, what are you hollering about? And I'm like limping. I've bruised my, from the knee to the ankle is just bruised. Like the whole shin. Cause I fell right on it. I could have just taken my time to get off the horse, but. Those dang horses, I'm telling you. It was like, <laughs> you know, like when you see like the commercials of the mom where like someone gets hurt and the mom just like catapults himself, <laughs> like holding the burgers into the pool. That's me. That's like what I do. It was funny. I can say that it was funny after the fact because one, it was actually genuinely funny and nobody got hurt. So, <laughs> I mean, you're a little bruised. I, my, my body hurts, but I don't think it was from the fall. Like, I mean, the bruise on my leg, it's from the fall. It was afterwards. I was so ticked off at that fat little pony. I was so mad at her because afterwards she was prancing around. She was running in circles. Like she had the invisible horseman on her. Yeah. She was just like running. She wouldn't let me catch her. And I finally got a hold of those reins and I was like, it's on girl. So I marched her into the round pen and I rode her hard for like 45 minutes. You worked her up to a lather. She was literally just, the sweat was dripping off of her. I've never seen her sweat like that i rode her until she could not lift her feet i was so mad i gotta tell you i've never felt so connected and close to debbie <laughs> seeing that occur <laughs> seeing someone just be ridden by melissa is just and not in that way i know how that sounds are you do you mean like i'm on your sounds. case or yeah, just you know gotta keep going hey how dare you defy melissa <laughs> i'm joking total joke before yeah. everybody freaks out yeah i make i make jeremy run when he misbehaves she cracks the whip though I do not. She cracks the whip. I do not. Anyway, so everybody's, you know, no no worse for the wear. No mm -hmm. major injuries. Melissa's pride and ego are a little... A little bruised, just like bruised. my shin. But uh, yeah, good times here on the property. And do you want to elaborate on maybe an earlier incident that we had oh involving gosh. Lexin and your cousin who was here to visit? So Jeremy now refuses to ride horses because... I'm traumatized. 
Lexan is a handful. He is. He's a big horse. He's powerful. He's still very green. I have had him two years, but he's still learning. Like when we got him, he was only, he'd only had a few rides on him and, um, he just does stupid stuff out of nowhere. Yeah, he's be- bolted on me twice. I have zero trust or confidence in like my own ability while I'm on him. So, I mean, but uh, anyway, to jump yeah, ahead, yeah. your cousin was here visiting. Yeah. He's in the round pen after watching uh, his daughter ride yeah. Lexan. Things were fine. Yep. My no 11-year-old little cousin was riding, trotting, fine. Lexan was being a perfect gentleman. And all of a sudden, my cousin, who's my age, was like, I'd like to ride him. Yeah. And... He's got some riding experience, and I was like, oh, man, I don't know, because Lexan's had very bad track record with men, <laughs> with you, with um, just he just acts up with men. I don't know if it's something from his past or it's what just, his It's just is. a lack of experience when it comes to me. That's all it is. I think he can feel people's nerves, and if you're nervous, he's nervous. Yep. If you're scared, he's like, what? What happened? Like, <laughs> What's going he, on? He thinks like if the rider is scared, there's something to be scared of. Right. And this is kind of his personality. So I, he must have been feeling some nerves or something. Something happened. I don't know what happened. He swung his leg over and it wasn't, it was like the second his butt hit the saddle, Lexan went, that's not mama. And he reared up and then he did this bunny hop just to get him off balance. And then he just Bucked head down, yeah. bucked. My cousin went up and over, and he fell so hard. He fell like, so hard. It was not good. I immediately, because I saw this happen, I was present yeah. for this one, ran into the round pen to check on him. He's back up on his feet, bounced right back up, but he clearly had the wind knocked out of him, and I was concerned about like broken bones and stuff. Yeah. And, and whether or not he was going to like pass out because it was it was that level of pain. I was standing behind him, like waiting to catch him yeah. just in case. Yeah. But, he, he said that he blacked out, and then they went to lay down, and then apparently he blacked out again. Right. So his wife took him to the emergency room where they did some scans and realized that he had cracked a rib and has sheared off like the little wings on three or four vertebrae. Yeah. So no joke. So I mean, legit broke a rib legit and injury. his back. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. I mean, glad it wasn't worse, but I mean, it's bad enough. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it, it was so random because I've never like, it, it's funny because like Lexan's never bucked before ever. And I didn't think he bucked. And when I bought him, they were like, yeah, no buck in this horse. And it wasn't then like a full on buck though. It was, it was, it was a very intentional act on his part just oh, to get yeah, him off balance. Him. And yeah, yeah. he kind of more dumped him than buck, but it, it was, it was scary to see. It was like a, it was like a bunny hop buck. Yeah. Like it was enough to discourage me from just like hopping up on him. Again. Oh yeah. You'd be off real fast. Even though I, I'd like, I'd love to, I'd love to devote some time into getting comfortable and just kind of, you know, getting more confidence for myself on the horses. But after seeing that and now after seeing you flop off, granted that was unintentional too, but he did kind of spook in the process. Oh, he did spook. Yeah. So, I spooked him. <laughs> yeah. So it just, I don't know. I, it makes me, um, very weary. Yeah. Well, horses are like that. They have brains of their own. And like, that's where that whole saying, like, just when you say my horse has never, there they go nevering, like they've never, nevered before. Like yep. there is no bullet. Like I hate when people say bomb proof horse, bulletproof horse. I've seen police horses freak out. I've seen the King's, what is that? The Royal, um, mm. where you go and you take your picture by the big, tall black horse. I've seen those horses freak out. And yep. those are the most trained horses in the world. Yeah. Very sound. For the most part. But they but they're are horses. And you never know when, you know, they're just going to have a freak out. And yep. You see $200,000 hunter jumper horses freak out. Yeah. Race horses freak out, even yeah. though they've run a race 200 times. This is my issue with horses. Yeah, they're unpredictable. They, they can be moody. They can get scared. They're prey animals. They are thousand pound prey animals. Yeah. They are afraid of everything. So it sounds 
cute, but it's not when you're on them. So we're going into fall and winter, which means less rides, yeah. right? Which is kind of a bummer, but mm-hmm. let's hope that uh, at least for, because these things happen. It's not a, not a huge do. deal. Like I said, I'm just glad nobody got seriously injured. Yeah, me too. Um, it was a wake up call for sure. Yeah, but yeah, let's let's hope that we're good for a while with uh, falls off of the horses. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't want to fall off any more horses. <laughs> it, I have fallen off many horses just growing up and everything. And I've never felt it before. Mm-hmm. And this I feel like just trying to turn in bed. It happens. You turn uh, yeah, 53, my, you know, you get older. I'm not 53. You feel those pains. You got to stop telling people that. Melissa, it's okay. Embrace One day it. I will be, but embrace it. stop rushing it. All right. Enough horse shenanigans. Yeah, no more horse shenanigans. Let's turn our attention to uh, the recent Russell Brand controversy and news. How familiar are you with what's going on there? Um, I'm pretty familiar with it. It definitely caught my attention. So I was not a Russell Brand fan in the past Mm -hmm. by any means. I thought I found him pretty egregious, really annoying, um, super foul mouthed. And I just don't find his that kind of humor, that kind of like dirty um, in your face, Howard Stern like humor, funny or entertaining. Yeah, he's got a past. He has a history, no doubt. And yeah. if you aren't familiar with who Russell Brand is, he is a British actor slash comedian mm-hmm. yeah, who more recently movies. has established a, a very strong following in the social media world where he does a lot of political commentary and basically has a message of free thought, free thinking. Uh, you know, bringing people together, being very united and also pointing out some of the issues and uh, hypocrisy to be found with the people who are in power. Yeah. So originally he was an alcoholic and a drug addict and a partier and a self-proclaimed deviant, basically um, very yeah, promiscuous. He was. He was celebrated he celebrated yeah. for it in the media for a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah, he was. I mean, I've seen him do some pretty egregious stuff like mm-hmm. on The Tonight Show and everything, pulling young girls onto his lap and just really, really like kind of stuff that yeah, d- deplorable behavior and everyone's and, laughing and clapping and right. that's fine. That's great. Yep. This guy's wonderful. Yep. Um, all of a sudden he turns his life around. He gets married. He has a family. It's sober. He, he's sober. Um, he's starting to experiment with spirituality and Christianity specifically though. Correct. Um, I don't think he's there. No. To the, yeah, no, he, he's kind of more spiritual. Like okay. he's, he's kind of open to all of the, but he's starting to, he's investigating right. that, that there's something higher. Very open-minded Yes, in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still trying to figure out what he thinks in that department, but he became very outspoken, almost like far, far right. As far as he's speaking out against, um, the Food and Drug Administration, he's speaking out against... Pharmaceutical companies. Yes, all of that. So all of those topics that you were not supposed to challenge or talk about, and now all of a sudden, all of this past stuff is coming back to haunt him. So what exactly are the claims or allegations that are being made against him? Because the the fallout from it is something that I personally find incredibly terrifying if i'm being completely honest yeah well i found the timing to be really suspicious because all of a sudden he has six million followers on youtube on this daily show that he's doing i think the number is kind of irrelevant though i think the bigger problem is the fact that he's he's waking people up to the realities of our world and all of the corruption that that exists and and a lot of the uh, diabolical plans really to divide people when we should be coming together right and um but he's doing it to a large audience. I think if he had yes, had a small sure. audience, they wouldn't have cared so much, but he's doing That's it. That's true. Fair point. The audience is, is large and yep. that makes him a threat. And so 
I found the timing suspicious. So the New York Times comes out with an article about him saying that there are four anonymous women making claims that are dating back decades. Mm -hmm. And these claims are serious. I mean, they're criminal charge, like criminal claims, accusations. So claims of prior sexual assaults. Yeah. No, no further detail than that. Um, Cause I, I mean, I'm, they, there's pretty detailed information if people want to look it up. Okay, I, so I before, don't want like, to get too into it. Before we dive any further into that, I do want to say that, hey, these are serious allegations. Right. They should be taken very seriously. They should be looked into and investigated. However, again, kind of like I referenced before, the fallout from these very simple allegations, none of which were, were reported to the police. Mm-hmm. They were actually prompted and, and yeah. brought to light by- Through a newspaper article. Through an article yeah. that was presented as a hit piece. That's what a lot of people think. Yeah. Which is an issue. Yeah. Because, because now he has been, basically, he's been demonetized on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think all platforms with the exception of Rumble to mm-hmm. date, correct? Yeah. For a simple allegation. Well, four allegations, but. But, but, but what I'm but saying allegations. is just an allegation. Right. And I guess what was suspicious about the allegations is that none of these women had ever come forward on their own. Criminal. It's not like, yeah, it's not like one of them was like, you know what, enough time has passed and I'm sick of this and I'm coming forward. That's mm-hmm. not what happened. The Times actually went looking for women. So mm-hmm. they went into his past. They were going, they were searching social media. They were finding any, any women that had any connection to him and have ever tweeted about him or made claims that they had been with him. So th- there was one woman that spoke out that said that she was interviewed by them. And then she asked like, do I need to sign something so mm-hmm. you can run with the story? And her relationship was consensual. They, it was like a weekend type thing. And they were like, and she said that he was a gentleman and she didn't have any complaints. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we don't need your story. So they were looking for a particular angle. So they actually sure. turned her away and, they and her didn't away. request any of her personal information mm-hmm. so that they could reference her or anything like that. They basically wanted nothing to do with her because they that's, found no value in her story. That's what she's claiming. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, since these allegations have been made, he, Russell Brand has come out and has vehemently denied mm-hmm. any of these claims saying that everything was consensual. Fair enough. Unfortunately, in these types of circumstances and situations, it is a my word versus yours. Yeah. So these are very serious claims. They are criminal claims. I'm sure there will be a criminal investigation. Right. Um, Which great. All for it. I'm completely yes, in favor of that aspect. Yes, of there it. should yes. be. Um, but there has been no due process yet. And so he has now been stripped of his ability to make a living, his livelihood, his platform, um, all of his sponsors have, well, I don't know if all of them, but the majority of his sponsors have dropped him. The companies that are working with him has dropped him. So without due process, that's kind of concerning for anybody that makes their living online or anything like that, because is it truly as simple as one person making an accusation against somebody, whether they're a politician or a celebrity or, I mean, we have seen this with celebrities, Amber Heard, yeah, is that and Johnny Depp. Yep. She made accusations against Johnny Depp, which were later in court. I mean, that all played out publicly. But yeah, that was a civil trial too, though. Yeah, but but still, yeah, it, it destroys it was, reputation. It was great because when you when you dig a little deeper and you start asking questions mm-hmm. and you start asking for you know uh, evidence to present, it yeah, it now lays out the factual basis of what maybe truly yeah. occurred. So or yeah, did not occur with the whole Me Too movement. The whole like slogan was "Believe Women," mm-hmm. and I guess I. I have issues with that as being just a a flat out claim because 
women are humans too, and humans do lie. So it is, I think the, you know, I would want to believe the majority of women, but, but there is, you have to be open to the possibility that the claim may not be true. Mm -hmm. And you can't just be based on somebody's gender, say this person's guilty because of their gender. It's, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's, it's done intentionally, right? Believe all women. What you should believe are are facts and evidence, right. and you should take these claims seriously. No doubt, yeah. I'm I'm fully in favor of that. But what it seems like is that this is just a a, a full on assault to tarnish his reputation and deprive him of the ability to speak out, um, especially when you know the, the the people and publications that are are coming out and speaking out against him certainly don't want his message to be heard by the the masses. They don't. Well, he attacks mainstream media a lot. Yes. Like he talks about media and the falsities and the lies and the bias and all that stuff. And so the media really hates him. Mm -hmm. So they're really running with this. I mean, it's on the cover of everything. It's top story on the news. And like, it's a big deal. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, it's no longer media. It's no longer, again, presenting facts. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's. It's propaganda, oftentimes. Let's be real about it. We have numerous examples that we can now cite looking back in the last five years of all the times that the media have have lied to us. And in from my point of view, it's it's pretty easy to to assume or surmise why it is that they are trying to manipulate the masses. Yeah. So as far as he goes, I don't know. I don't know him, obviously, as a person. Mm -hmm. He did seem like he had turned over a new leaf. Um I did not like the person that he was before. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not a cheerleader for that kind of behavior at Same. all. Yep. He could be guilty. And I do think that all of these claims should be investigated. But I do believe as a human being, he deserves due process. He deserves his day in court. And what happened to innocent until proven guilty? Like, why are all these people just guilty because of accusations? So I just find it so odd that we we feel the need to to draw these hard lines in the sand whether you be a social media platform or a a company who serves as a sponsor to on any of these platforms why is it that we have to make these hard line decisions and be like hey no i want no part of this i'm not going to touch i mean you have make, make whatever decision it is that you want but how about you 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 have a little knowledge to operate with be, before making yeah before these decisions chopping it off yeah well i think we've seen this all all year and the year before there's this cancel culture thing is so big I and mean, we saw it with the whole bud light thing we saw it with yeah. now it's like oh my gosh if you could call with a bud light in your hand you must think this way mm -hmm. um we saw it with target that was huge yeah. um and so we're seeing it on the left and the right like people are just like i don't like this chop it off cancel it everyone drop it but it's such a slippery slope though if we're now saying that hey the, the precedent that's being set is is just a simple accusation can get you quote unquote canceled mm -hmm. that is a terrifying yeah notion it, especially when you make your your living online yeah well because now if you do something that upsets a more powerful entity and they can destroy you based on accusations mm -hmm. and not actual convictions or actual facts or anything like that we no longer have a free society this if they can enough. silence people in that way we lose free speech we lose any opposing viewpoints, we lose the conversation. You're weaponizing these tactics. Yeah. All you have to do is identify a target, sling some nasty accusations their way, and mm -hmm. you've accomplished your objective. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a slippery slope. It's not it's it's not beneficial for anybody. And it's going to bite everybody. It's going to bite people on the right and the left because cancel culture is strong. I mean, they're literally digging up tweets from people 
from or they're they're going into people's MySpace accounts from like 2007 and finding stuff that they said when they were 19 and canceling them. Nobody digging my MySpace, please. <laughs> Cut me some slack. It was a long time ago. Well, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like people don't even remember saying stuff. And with like deep fakes and all that stuff, you can completely fabricate stuff. You can be like, this person tweeted this. Yeah. But then they later deleted it. Yeah, and artificial intelligence. How do all of you these really even prove that? Yeah, it's it's such a slippery it's slope. It's so scary that we are taking what seems to be like very basic common sense concepts of like hearing somebody out or allowing the the very important facts and details and evidence to be presented in a way that allows for you to make a very sound decision uh, based on your own personal beliefs and common sense. It, it just, I don't, I don't understand this whole just a simple accusation it's, it's just crazy to me i cannot imagine being him right now yeah well he knows the truth so i guess the way he's feeling is either crap i got caught or he's feeling really really ticked off like i'm being falsely accused which would be worse so i looked this up and i think the current ceo of youtube basically said that that this accusation was enough because it placed him in violation of the mm -hmm. user what is it the the some community standards oh, yeah. sure or whatever so what would happen if somebody were to just were you know be like hey current youtube ceo had some kind of misconduct 10 years ago and I'm now pointing the finger at you, would he then take it upon himself to remove himself from that position and no longer have any ties to Google or YouTube? I'm curious. Um, I'm thinking that the pressures would probably be for him to do so. Same, stand, uh, same standard and logic. Yeah, I, I mean, I would think so. I don't know. That's why I say that it ends up biting everybody. Yeah. It ends up being... It ends up being kind of the downfall of a free society. 100%. You deserve your day in court. You deserve to be innocent until proven guilty. Everyone deserves a right to to be heard, to have the facts presented, to, to have the truth themselves. be heard. Yes. Yes. So I just think, yeah, that's that's really important that we cannot just be judge, jury, and executioner based on not having all the facts. Again, it's just the uh, it, there's just an attack on critical thinking yeah. as a whole. I feel like, right. Like it, well, it's been done in many countries, you know? Yeah, time so, and time again, Yeah, which is what's so scary about it. Yeah. So anyway, moving forward, what do you think is going to happen with this whole thing? Because there, the, the even even bigger fallout, wider fallout, I guess you could say, and even we've gotten this in our YouTube comment section. I don't know if you've seen this. Is, is a lot of people asking whether or not like we're going to make the move to Rumble. Rumble is the only platform that that is still, I don't even want to say is, is supporting him, but they are not deplatforming him or demonetizing him in any way. I think this is going to hurt YouTube as a whole, there are a lot of people who no longer want to have any any ties to the platform and don't want to use it and don't want to continue to support them, make them money. It's a scary thought, again, for us as people who are on YouTube. Maybe this is something that's even dangerous to be discussing. Yeah, because we platform, don't want to see you know? the audience leaving either. Yeah, but there already have been impacts, and I've seen a lot of people point that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and those impacts are going to continue to grow. I mean, people don't want to support things they don't agree with. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the beauty of like a free a free speech platform is that everyone can be heard. There's audiences from everyone. If you start if you start splitting the seas, you start splitting your audience too. And it's just a wider and wider divide, though. Mm -hmm. do you, do you think it that, is. It's you, more divide. Do you think that Rumble will benefit from this because they've they've already experienced fallout as well? There are companies that are saying that they are not they are no longer going to be mm -hmm. advertising on their platform because they are refusing to demonetize or or silence Russell Brand. Yeah. Um, well, YouTube hasn't silenced Russell Brand. 
they've just demonetized him. Right. So he's still on there. Um, it wasn't like, you know, there's other people where they've completely just made their channels disappear and they're totally deplatformed. It's a big deal though, especially when they're still running ads. I believe they're still running ads on the content that he is posting, even though he is demonetized yeah. because they're, they're certainly collecting that ad, ad revenue, not having an issue with that. Yeah. But I, I'm just curious to see what happens with Rumble because there have been a lot of people that have been outspoken about the fact that they will no longer support YouTube or YouTube creators and are actually going to move over to an alternative platform, in yeah. this case, Rumble, because they're the only ones who seem to be in favor of free speech. Yeah, well, and I think like with every advertiser, I mean, they're going to take a hit too because there's going to be advertisers that pull out of Rumble. But I think for every advertiser they lose, there's going to be another company that might take their place, take that as like a good in. For That's what them. I'm saying. It seems like things are becoming very. But it, it just divides the nation more. It does. Like now you've got only advertisers over here on this kind of platform, yeah. and you have all these kind of creators over on this platform. That's what I mean. Or... People and companies seem to be like picking sides mm -hmm. at this point, which fine, so be it. But it's just so unfortunate that we can't just have this open dialogue and and encourage some critical thought in the process and let people make decisions based on whatever they you know their own personal beliefs and convictions are. Yeah, further divide is like the last thing our country needs. It's really sad. Like it's like let's keep these conversations going. Going and let's stop silencing people that you don't disagree with. I and mean, people should be able to say whatever they want. We live in a free yeah. society. We, we have free speech. Uh, people say all kinds of dumb stuff, stuff that I don't like, that yeah. I don't agree with, that I find to be like offensive or egregious. And maybe yeah. I don't want to have that person over so for dinner. So then you don't watch them. Right. I'm it's not going to watch that. them. Yeah. But they should still be allowed to, to say whatever they want. We talk about want. this all the time in our household. I think mm -hmm. people should be able to... Uh, walk through the world, function online, and say whatever stupid thing they want. There yeah. are natural repercussions and ramifications that come along with you spewing nonsense. Mm -hmm. And if people want to support you and buy into that, fine, so be it. But I think you'll find very little support. In you. And what instead right. what you'll find are people who who combat your thoughts and mm -hmm. ideas and speech with, with more sound right. arguments. Yeah, I think sometimes the crazy needs to be put out there it so that you do, so you do rally other people and other right. thoughts. So it's how you encourage critical yeah. thought. It's kind of like when someone says something jerky at school and then other people are like, no, nah, and that's not cool. Don't say right. that. Like there's, so it, it's it keeps, such a healthy thing. Healthy dialogue should never be discouraged. Yeah. Debate is healthy. Absolutely. So yeah, we should not be silencing an entire side. That's, that's, that's a dangerous thing. So he went live earlier today, simultaneously did a simulcast on mm -hmm. uh, rumble and also on YouTube. I saw that his YouTube viewership was, was relatively abysmal considering how many people he has that watch him on a regular basis. I think there were like 6,500 people watching mm -hmm. conversely. When I went over to rumble, there were tens of thousands, 20, I think there were 26,000 people watching. That was at the in the beginning. beginning. It went up from there. Wow. And a lot of those people were again, putting in the comment section, the live chat that they were leaving YouTube because of this ordeal and now would only be following him over on Rumble. Yeah. Interesting times in the social media space. And that could just be his audience, you know, his cheerleaders and everyone rallying behind yeah. him. But it's, 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 you know, look, look at what we're doing here. It's promoting a discussion about mm -hmm. things. And I think this might spark, um, potentially will spark a, a sort of transition is, is kind of what I'm hoping to where either organizations like YouTube maybe shy away from just being so quick to deplatform or demonetize somebody or places like rumble, you know, rise into this competitive space where they can actually suck people away potentially from YouTube because of, again, their own personal beliefs and, and not being supportive of their, their policies. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the future, but 
I don't, I'm I'm curious to see how this whole Russell Brand thing turns out. I mean, if he's found guilty of any of these heinous accusations, then then yeah, I I, I would assume that people wouldn't want to work with him anymore. And, yeah, and again, I want to reiterate that if it turns out that yeah, an investigation is completed, a, a non unbiased and and just investigation is completed, and it turns out that he has performed criminal acts, then mm-hmm. prosecute him to the furthest extent of the right. law, especially when it comes to any kind of a sexual misconduct or a sex, sexual assault. I, I, my personal belief is that you should be sentenced to either death or castration. I'm on the Ben Shapiro bandwagon when it comes to, to having that policy in, in handling these types of uh, crimes and allegations. But, yeah. but let's at least let the facts give him his day in court presented. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. So this is totally switching gears here. So speaking of, uh, of crazy online, social media stuff shenanigans so, melissa yeah shenanigans. so when i started talking about the whole trad wife thing last week yes that's really got people you know up in arms about like the trad wives is the traditional housewives and they're they're romanticizing it mm. by dressing like what to go back to that for a second we had people pointing out that that's maybe a psyop what do you think about that i don't know really yeah yeah, I don't fully really know the backstory. And you were telling me about some Chinese video. Is that is that tie back into what it is that we're discussing now? No, that was some more anti-marriage videos that I've been finding okay. that they're thinking are like deep fakes. Okay. Yeah. So with the trad wife things, I mean, she's definitely a real person. She's like does interviews and stuff. I'm not saying that. Maybe it was the anti-marriage thing that was being presented as a psyop. Maybe I'm getting confused here. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. Um. So anyway, the trad wives thing has people up up in arms a lot of the feminists don't like it because they're saying this is romanticizing this idealistic uh marriage children submissive housewife thing old school. old school yeah but um and that we've moved past that and that that was not a great way to be and then there's a lot of housewives that were mad about it because they're saying this is not what it looks like to be a stay-at-home mom right. it's you know we're not all put together like this and perfect and so there's a lot of people that don't like it. And then there's a lot of people that love it. They think it's great. They think it's cute. It it puts out a good message. So um, anyway, now there is this slew of kind of videos and creators that are doing the opposite of the trad wife thing, which I find this all funny, like these trends and these, like they're taking very normal, these are all very young women. Mm-hmm. Most of which I don't think have really ever been married or like had children or anything. And I don't know if it's just like a trend or what. So there's this new TikTok trend where the guy is proposing this video. There's this one girl that made it. The video went viral. Now their people are mimicking it and making their own videos. So the guy proposes and the girl like puts her hand up to the ring. And every time she about puts it on, it's like Lord of the Rings, you know, like when <laughs> Frodo or whatever, the little you would get like flashes of like the darkness of the ring it was like that a glimpse getting a glimpse so every time she would go to put her finger in the ring she would get a glimpse of like of like feverishly scrubbing the floor and she would pull (laughs) her hand back and then she'd be like well that's weird you know and she'd go to put her hand back and then she's rocking a baby and folding laundry and it's all like the discolored and it looks all frantic and just miserable and every time she would put her finger towards the ring she would get a flash of the misery that is marriage always negative yes yes it was very negative it was very um suppressive and just depressing and you know so then eventually she pulls her hand away and Mm -hmm. she scurries off Mm -hmm. like oh not for me i'm not doing that um so now other women are making videos that are like that and then i saw one that was like fixing the trend and then like every time she would put her hand towards the ring it would be like some beautiful (laughs) 
It was corny. Anyway, <laughs> so now you've got people trying to reverse the trend. But I just found it interesting, this whole attack on marriage thing. It started with the trad wife things where people were attacking the trad wives. Mm-hmm. But now they're creating these TikToks that are really attacking the establishment of marriage as this horrible, ugly, suppressive thing. And I find it funny that these women think like that if they don't get married, that they don't have to clean or do laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because a lot of the flashes were like folding clothes or cleaning. I'm like, oh, ladies, you still have to do that. So you're taking this as (laughs) an attack on the institution that is marriage. Yeah, I think it's an attack on marriage. But why do you think that's happening? I think it's just it's becoming trendier to, to not get married. I think it's just, again, it's just a breakdown of these traditional social yeah. norms that, that people really dislike. I don't understand, again, why, if you don't want to get married, then don't get married. Don't tell other people that they shouldn't get married if they have a desire to get married. Well, I think, I think that they feel a little subconscious about making that decision. Like they want to be like, I feel strong in this decision and I'm proud of it. I feel like if you're really confident in a decision, then you don't feel the need to have to bash the the opposition and explain yourself like if you're really confident in your decision then you don't need to explain it to anybody you should just feel confident in your own skin and i decided to have a career and not get married and that's just not for me but you don't need to like make fun of marriage but again in this very hyper politicized world that we currently live in and you said it yourself it seems like it's an attack yeah on tradition it is. It's. It feels like an, attra- an attack on the family. I think it is an attack on the family. It's an attack on valuing those things. Mm-hmm. And if you value those things, like you have somehow lowered yourself, you've lowered yourself in life. Yeah. You have limited yourself. You're now going to live this dark life of being barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. It's bondage. Yes. Yeah. Or you can be free. Mm. You can be married or you can be free. That's you can fine. be married or you can be happy. That's fine. I just find it very odd that these are very young people that are putting these videos yeah. out because it's so short-sighted, in my personal opinion. Fast forward 30, 40 years, and if you are still single and not so attractive and not so adventurous or, or uh, physically capable of living whatever life it is that you envision for yourself, it's a very lonely reality when you are 60 years old, 70 years old, and you never got married, never had kids, did any of that. It's it's so much of what makes life worth living, and you are forgoing that. Yeah, well, you're making a decision really early on. And then I think a lot of people think, well, if I want to, and this is true, if you change your mind later in life, you can make that decision. But it's harder the older you get. The dating pool becomes smaller. Yeah. So... Um, Statistically, people that get married young stay together longer, stay Mm. together. Their divorce rates are lower. Really? Yeah. People that are getting married in their 30s actually have a higher divorce rate. Okay. Yeah. 30s is relatively late that they get married. It's not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Traditionally though. Yeah. I mean, so in like the 50s, 60s, it was like 70% of men were married by the time they were 30. We got married at 25. Did you feel like we were young when we got married? No, I don't think so. You didn't think we were young to be getting married? I mean- I think we were being told that we were young. And so, but I, I remember being like, no, we are not too young. We are 25 like years age. old. Yeah. I feel like 25 to 30 is like. Prime. I feel like you're getting a little old one, older, like when you're getting. Yeah. So let's say like 23 to 28. I agree with you. 23 is pretty young too, though. That's really young to get married. 25 to 28. That's a very narrow know. window. 
no I mean, pressure it's weird like when i'm thinking of other people i'm like fine yeah get married young but when i think of my own children i'm like well maybe you should wait you know yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess it depends on who i'm talking about where my bias lies you it, looked up it, some marriage stats are less people getting married nowadays yeah a lot less people are getting married now a lot less people are getting married i saw something that was like at 30 years old 67 percent of men are single they're not even in a dating hmm. relationship. That is a massive number. It's literally flipped from the 1950s. In what the 1950s, the 70% is? were married. Now there's 70% are single. Aside from videos and, and things like you were referencing where there, it seems to be like this, this campaign uh, going yeah. against the, the quote unquote norm. Why do you think that that's happening? Why do you think fewer people are, are choosing to marry? I think it is what we are being told in society, in schools, in colleges. It's build your career, save money, make your own money, be your own person. Like you're really being told to like go out and find yourself. It's all very self-centered. Yes. So it's, it's very self-focused. Mm. And so. It's a better way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> Soften that a little bit. Um, yeah. Go to school, get your education, start your career, make money, buy a house, then start thinking about dating. So a lot of men aren't even considering marriage. You can do all of that simultaneously, though. Why are we not? Why are we not explaining that? Like, it's not one or the other. Well, I think our—I don't know about our parents per se, but yeah, I think our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents, and their parents, and, and dating back, they built their lives together. Right. They got married when they had nothing. Yeah. And I think that there's so much to that too, because when you meet someone and neither one of you have yeah. anything, and you build that life and that nest egg and everything together, yeah, you grow together. And there's not like his and hers. It's ours. Yeah. And you don't have to wonder, like if you are a 35-year-old CEO and you've made millions of dollars and you have a penthouse apartment and all of a sudden this beautiful woman's really interested in you, do you always wonder, like, do they really like me or do they like the penthouse? <laughs> I don't know. That's not an issue I've ever had to deal with. So. <laughs> Jeremy, I only liked you for your penthouse. I just think it leads to a tremendous, I don't know. And again, everybody's different. Everybody can get can decide for themselves. If you don't want to get married, don't get married. But don't don't be pushing your own personal decision making and logic on others. I think it, it's a recipe personally for a very lonely and miserable existence, especially later in life. But are you pushing your agenda now on other people? No, because I would tell people that they should pursue and choose whatever it is that they feel is best for themselves. But this is, again, yeah. this is just my own personal opinion, which God forbid you express your own personal opinion in a public forum nowadays, but it is what it is. Well, what I found suspicious is that 35% of women under 30 were single, but 67% of men. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> those numbers don't line up. Yeah. Either we've got like a lot of women dating women or a lot of men claiming to be single when they shouldn't be mm -hmm. <laughs> making that claim. Yeah. So I just found that the the statistics to be weird and skewed. I'm like, wait, how are we have double the single men as I think, women? I think there are a lot of factors that you have to take into consideration when it comes to why it is that people aren't getting married. I think, I think honestly, I think men aren't what men used to be. I think that there are a lot of distractions in our modern culture that that definitely don't promote people coming together. I feel like people have become so, so isolated um, because of things like social media and the fact that we spend more time so often with our phones and our computers mm -hmm. more than we do with our friends or our loved ones. And I say this as a person who lives a very isolated existence myself. Are you playing footsie with me under the table right yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I just think that there, there's, it seems like just the fabric of our, our society as we've come to know it for, for decades now is just kind of starting to to fray and unravel. Yeah. Does it not feel that way to you? I mean, yeah, a little bit. Well, and some people, now you can get all of the tax breaks and the benefits of being <laughs> married. Seriously, isn't that romantic? You can get all these financial breaks that marriage used to bring without being married now in these committed relationships like common law marriages yeah, and stuff I was like gonna that. Say, yeah marriage is not what marriage used to be we no. have we have mar- the, the well you don't have to get married now to enjoy the same, perks, the same and perks benefits. yeah and again so be it that's fine but it's just the 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 institution that has that we have come to know as and recognize as marriage has been become so diluted yeah with you know um like you said, common law marriage, uh, same sex yeah. marriage, uh, you name it. I, uh, I, I'm polyamorous. I can have multiple partners and be married to them. Even though uh, open marriages. Open marriages. Yeah. It's that, just, that's it's another so trend. Don't even get me started on that trend. There's no, literally let's go. women let's go. making Instagrams or TikToks. Instagram. Did you say Instagrams? I don't know what I'm it's called. I'm not even an Instagram Reels. person and I know it's not called Instagrams. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Real. <laughs> Where they're walking in and it's like walking in on my husband and another girl. And then she looks all mad and then it goes, and then remembering we're in a, a what is it called when you can date? Like an open relationship. But there's the name. Polyamorous. Is that yeah, what you something like that. Yeah. But then remembering that and then she's all, <laughs> and then walks out of the room. And yeah. I'm like, what the heck was that? Like, all I see is walking in on my husband and their woman. And then like the next slide would be like the house on fire. Like that would be my <laughs> Instagram. Well, where are you going to live? <laughs> I don't care as long as I barbecue to everyone. In- yeah, I think it's so, really weird. It's a, it's, it's a big part of why I don't have Instagram and I don't have um, a lot of social media. And I try, I make a conscious effort to try to not spend a lot of time on social media because there's so much grossness to it. I've described it to you before as like societal sludge. Yeah. Right. Because that's what it is. And so oftentimes the things that uh, become promoted or or garner a lot of views and attention are just so gross to it's me. It's the stuff that goes viral. So I can't. I found another viral video of this really beautiful woman. I mean, she caught my eye just because I thought she was like really pretty. I was like, well, you know, and she's talking about getting divorced at 30, but she was mm. celebrating it. And she was basically saying that, and this seemed like there wasn't a real reason for her to get divorced um, she said it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be, but that like that's not a legit reason for me. Yeah. There needs to be like infidelity or uh, abuse or some real reason. Yeah, it's a to lifelong it eternal commitment. It's not something yes. to dabble in. Or don't do it. Don't right. make the commitment. So yeah. anyway, she was saying oh, it wasn't all it cracked up to be. So she was saying that it's really great to get married in your twenties. Try it out. Literally, try it out. And then get divorced because now you're still hot and you've made some of your own money and now you have this experience, but now you have your whole life ahead of you. And so that's really a great thing to yeah, do. So it's dabbling in marriage. Dabbling in it. Give it, give it a try. Treat it. But I mean, that's dating. That's what dating is for. If yeah. you're literally getting into it to just give it a try, but divorce is definitely on the table and you're probably going to go for that option in a couple of years because now you're this powerful woman who has found her way and now she's got her whole life ahead of her and she's like, woo, you know. Um, I just find that to be a really odd thing to like put out there and be like, this is great. Yeah. Do this. Yeah. Because when you have women or men that are struggling in their marriage because there are ups and downs. And in the beginning, 
when you're just getting to know each other, it's a struggle. All of a sudden, you're considering somebody else. They're in your home. You're trying to live up to the standard. There's a Both learning you, curve. You're finding your roles. Yeah, but that's that's the beautiful part of the process, right? You're you're literally coming together. You're, yeah. You're um, what's the term? Where you're giving something up and and hoping to get you're something. Compromising. You're compromising. Compromising. That is the word. That's Holy the cow. word. I knew you were looking you for. Are, so you are compromising, and that's how you establish um, who you ultimately, hopefully, become as a yeah. couple together, right? Um, well, a lot of yeah. A united front, a package deal. A lot of couples say that the first year or the first five years of their marriage was the hardest because they were trying to figure it all out. And then all usually you're adding children into that mix. So now yeah. you're exhausted and everything's new and now there's a new little person and now neither of the adults <laughs> matter anymore and everyone's covered in spit up. And, you know, so when you have the fragility of a new relationship and then you have this beautiful supermodel saying no girls dump that like it's not all it's cracked up to be is it no you know what sometimes it's not it's not the fairy tale it's not a movie nothing it's rachel mcadams or whatever isn't there in the rain you know (laughs) it's a notebook um so it's just not a movie there's no like music and all that stuff. So when you're feeling stressed and then you have like an influencer saying like, no, I feel amazing because I walked out on my marriage. Mm. It's, it does do damage. Like it's easy to say that like these things don't matter. Or it's just a, it's just a real, like no big deal. But when these things go viral and you've got somebody in a weak state watching that in the middle of the night, they're going, if I get divorced and I walk away from my marriage. It's going to be great. It's going to be great because mm. she's like, it's going to be, do you want, have you seen it? Pull it up for I me. I want to pull it up for you. I see this. I just found it to be kind of like not great advice. It's just frustrating because we have so many examples in like pop culture and like celebrities that we can point to where people just don't seem to take marriage seriously anymore. It's it's like, you know, whatever. If I want to be married for a few months and then yeah. divorce this person, no big deal, no big whoop. Well, and I think you drag a lot of, there's a lot of damage that can be done with your families. Um, yeah, especially when you have kids involved. Especially with kids, yeah. Yeah, we've already been over that. All right, let me see this girl. Okay. So it seems that a lot of ladies are getting divorced before they turn 30. And as someone who got married at 26, has been separated for a little over a year, 32, I have to tell you, I don't think there's anything better. If being in your 20s is the trenches, there is nothing better than being in your 30s, still being hot, maybe having a little bit of your own money, figuring out what you want to do with your life, everything, and having tried that married fantasy and realizing that it's maybe not all it's cracked up to be, and then you've got your whole life still ahead of you. Um, So for all of those people who are stressed or feeling stressed, about that about being divorced like it's a it's it's good congratulations 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 wise words wow that's some wisdom that she's dropping there what's that girl's name i don't know emily what uh, oh really you say it <laughs> emily Ra- ratajkowski yeah if you want to check that out for yourself we'll we'll include it here in the final edit but I hope she's happy with her decision-making. That girl looks exactly how I expected her to look with that mentality and attitude. I hate saying that, but sorry. I thought she was really pretty. She's a walking stereotype. (laughs) Caution, caution. Um, Just her, like, for all you women out there that are feeling stressed about 
this decision. Don't. There's nothing better. Do Congratulate. It. Yeah. Um, I think that the better advice is to really try everything you can. Have you, you know, have you looked at everything? Have you tried counseling? Have you done all of the things? You made this lifelong commitment. And as long as there isn't infidelity or abuse, have you tried everything you can? Because she was married for five years before she pulled the plug. Wisdom, like, Melissa, wisdom. Because it wasn't all it's cracked up to be. And, and I want to point out, is she not like living in a, and I know, I know this is trendy now, but is she not living in like a van? I don't know. Doesn't it look like that in the video? I don't know. I thought it looked like a hotel. Either way, um, congratulations to her. I hope she's happy with her decision making. In her van by the river. Especially <laughs> decades from now. And she she referenced that, that you still, what she say? Like, I'm still hot or whatever yeah. she said. Yeah, that doesn't last. So again, good luck to you. The the other thing is, is that they do have a child. She has a son. That's the part that yeah. uh, that pisses me off quite frankly yeah uh we've been over this before yeah don't be um adversely affecting your child's life with your own selfish decision making yeah i just it's disgusting whatever it's happened to like really give it everything you have i mean this is what i'm talking about this is the societal sludge on social media mm -hmm. that i i'm i'm referencing is is that crap you know what reels i like i like the reels of like the 99 year olds that are married and when they ask them for marriage advice yeah. i think those are the best because these are older folks that have been through devastation and um, probably the Great Depression and wars. Adversity. And, yeah. Some of them had lost children. Uh, they've had children together. They have children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. and Full lives. Yeah, ups yes. and downs and stuff. And then they ask those people for marriage advice. Right. And they always have very, very simple advice, you know, just mm -hmm. respect one another um, always kiss goodnight, you know, very practical advice. And it's more like, remember those old people that, uh, she was like, oh, well, you know, when I met him, I knew he was the one because I never did look at another man. Mm -hmm. And then he said, yeah, I never did look at another man mm -hmm. either. <laughs> he never said he did. It's a great line. And, and then she laughed and they yeah. were like, almost a hundred years old. And it was so great to see like, that's it. That's what right. marriage is. It's not this beautiful fantasy all the time, no. it, like day in and day out. And it's bigger than yourself. And yeah. it's not self-centered. What was your term? Not self-centered. What was it? Self-focused. Self self-focused, whatever. It's not self-centered. Be girl, soft with your terms. That girl, extremely self-focused. Yeah. She didn't mention her son once in that video. Nope. When she was congratulating everything. Nope. So... I just, it is sad to watch the family and marriage and things that are pure and good and and be made fun of. The things that matter. Yeah. That's what we're all about here. Things that matter. And I hate to harp on it too heavily, but this, again, this is like the sludge, the, the, the aspect of social media that I hate. Fortunately for us, what we've done has been a, a great, wonderful community-oriented experience. We've met so many great people um done so many things collectively together and it's always been so so positive and i hope that we kind of like with the whole trad wife thing right i hope we have conversely offered up an alternative to so much of the muck that gets spewed and promoted in the social media yeah. online world online space i i despise it personally and i hope that we like i said can just offer up an alternative to that and speak about the things that we care about in a way that uh hopefully has a positive impact on people and things like the, the fundraiser that we do and the child um, 
child cancer toy drive that we do every year, stuff like that. It's, it's the good side of social media. And yeah. I hope to, um, just keep doing more positive things like that. And there is so much positive on all of the platforms. There's like the one guy that I follow. Um, I showed him to you MB motivator. He is, he's all over the place. He's really big, but he does kindness challenges and most of them are shorts. Great stuff. And I love them. I've been watching him for years. Great stuff. I love what that guy does. Yep. And he just literally goes out and does kindness challenges and then finds people and then just makes their day. And I love that kind of content. There's nothing political about it. And then it's all like just super duper positive. Yeah. And it, it causes you to stop for a moment and, you know, question whether or not you you should be treating your fellow human being with love and kindness. And I love what he does. Yeah. It's, great. it's about humanity. Yes. It's about positivity. It's about thinking outside of yourself. And I think that's something that we really need to instill in our young people because so much of what's being taught is do you, uh, go find yourself, go serve yourself. Um, think of you first. Um, you don't want to be serving other people. You don't want to be serving a family. Like you don't want that kind of bondage for your life. But I think when you serve others, when you go outside of yourself, when you put yourself last so often, mm-hmm. uh, that's where you find satisfaction, happiness, gratitude. Yeah. So I love content like, like his. I think that's, there. there's just, there's so much good, but there's so much bad and you have to divide it and you have to be really careful what your kids are finding online. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that so much of the bad and so much of the negative gets, it seems to get like rise to the top seemingly. It is unfortunately what tends to go viral. I think it's human nature though. We, we are so much more, and I, I, I'm guilty of this myself. Like I can, I can read, I can YouTube comments. I can get like 20 positive comments and then get one negative remark and I will absolutely get become fixated on that one negative remark rather yeah. than like, you know, uh, devoting any time and, and expressing my own gratitude for all the positivity is that, mm-hmm. that's coming our way. So it's a really yeah. unfortunate thing, but I guess we, or maybe it's just me, uh, or yeah, a lot it's of human us. human nature. Yeah. It's a lot of us that are just unfortunately wired that way. But anyway, good yeah. talk, good discussion. You want to start winding this down? Yeah. Yeah. We have some news, uh, for next week, Chip and Joanna Gaines. <laughs> no, no, not next week because we have a very special guest. Not next well, week. Actually, that's not even next week. So next week we are taking the week off mm-hmm. here on GSL Uncut. There will family be, time. Family time. We have uh, we have some other stuff going on. Um, we are taking the week off. We will be back the following week with an actual booked legitimate guest <laughs> that we just confirmed with. Um, <laughs> one that hasn't that isn't busy this week. One that isn't busy this <laughs> week, and one that um, I, I is a huge get for us. I, I'm not quite sure how this happened we are so extremely excited to be uh sharing him and his story with you guys yeah incredible person we're massive fans of his we feel speaking of positivity positivity online he he does a great job of of flat out just bringing joy and happiness to people and he has a massive massive unbelievable following so again to have him uh as a guest on the podcast is huge for us yeah it's big, an honor, honestly. Like, it, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Big thanks to him. And like I said, we're very excited to bring that to you guys. So no Chip and Joanna Gaines next week. Following week, we'll yeah. also not have Chip and Joanna Gaines. <laughs> However, the following week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if they're not busy. Stay tuned. If they ever get back to us. <laughs> Chip and Joanna. Chip and Joanna. <laughs> Preach. All right, Mama. Love you. Love you. Anything else from you? Nope, that's it. That'll do it. We will uh, see you guys when we see you. Thanks for being here. Take care.